Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. George Martin would say, we'll bury it in the mix. So they just used to say, that's just Wilburys. Oh, that's great. I had no idea. I thought Wilbury was like an actual type of berry, and I, I didn't think anything else on it, ever. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. Very official, sir. Right now, Penn is joining us fresh from his annual AIDS walk, charity benefits, and... Our friends at Sideshow Gelato open up shop this week. It's a very exciting week here. Here he is, preaching the love, Pendulet. Now, you know, Matt Donnelly, yeah. when you say Penn just got back from an AIDS walk, yes. a lot of people picture yeah. that I was walking while having anal sex with a time-traveling Haitian from 1983. <laughs> it's not what was happening. It's not what was happening. This is a uh, charity called AFAN, where the charity helps people living with AIDS. Yes, in uh, in uh, the you know south southern Nevada. Isn't that yeah. where we are? Yeah, and maybe it's all in Nevada. They help. Might be all in Nevada. But anyway, we've been working with them, showing up at these AIDS walks uh, for twenty two years. Wow, they've been doing them for thirty three, and everything in this show shall be in multiples of eleven. <laughs> You know, it used to be when we started doing these, yeah, whatever, more than 22 years ago because there was a year we didn't do it because of um, COVID. COVID, yeah. So I guess maybe 23 years ago. I don't know. I don't know when we started, but used to be that walking three miles, I didn't even notice. Yeah. It was and then I was doing activity. it with mocks on my shoulders. Right. And now three miles, I know that I walk some. Yeah. It used to be I didn't even know I walked, but now I can tell I walked. Nice. So I'm a little bit um, more mellow. I'm glad to be in the cool. I'm glad to be having a little bit of sparkling water. Mm-hmm. I noticed that I walked. Now, this is often an expensive day for you. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much we give now. Glenn <laughs> just decides. All the uh, Penn and Teller charity stuff is just decided by yeah. business manager and Glenn get together and say they'll give this much. Okay. They'll give this much to AFAN, and they'll give this much to the Glenn and Binky condo fund. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I want to, you know, you met, mentioned Sideshow Gelato. Yes. Which is, you know, uh, uh, our, our buddy, yeah. Jay, does that. Uh, Jay Bliznick, mm-hmm. and Sideshow Gelato is a place that's going to be opening in Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a place where I met the scoopers. Oh yeah, see, because there's it's mostly young people, mm-hmm. and their sideshow or magic or juggling performers, and they scoop gelato and take turns doing a little show. 
Really good idea. Pretty great. You would have loved that when you were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. there's one guy, I met them all, one guy who just does improv. One man? Yeah. Just gets up by himself and just does scenes and bits? Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. And uh, they were, we were going around talking to each of them, and one person said, you know, I'd balance on one foot in a Coke bottle, and the other person said, you know, I'm a juggler, and someone else said, I'm a fire eater, a couple of magicians, the guy just said, I just stand there and make stuff up. Uh, Sometimes stand up, sometimes improv. I know how to juggle, but you don't get to that. I said, oh, I know how that feels. Uh, but anyway, uh, they were supposed to be, they were having the grand opening on May 17th. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, turns out, and uh, I don't even know how to, there's no way funny to say this because it's just obvious. There's bureaucracy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So uh, with inspections and stuff, they won't actually open till June 1st. But, and a lot of the people who are listeners did the Kickstarter thing yes. they heard about. Yeah, yeah. They're still having a big shindig party for the Kickstarter people, the VIP people on May 16th. Okay. So don't get all freaked out. That the opening's been pushed back. Right. Because your big shindig has not been pushed back. As a matter of fact, your big shindig, he just told me, has added features. He's added more stuff. If you're planning to go to Sideshow Gelato on May 16th, keep planning. Go for it. Don't change that whatsoever. Keep your gelato appetite up. It's going to happen. So, Matt Donnelly, while I was walking to help people with AIDS, what were you doing? I was uh, flying home from a wedding I officiated. Officiated? Yes. They asked me to do this. I, I've now been asked to do about probably like six weddings. Yeah, I've done a bunch. And each time the people are surprised that other people have asked me. They think it's their idea to ask me to do a wedding, which I think is both flattering and also weird. That, like, I'm a, do, they, uh, do they give you copy? This, this, this couple did not give me copy. They just said go nuts? Yeah. Now, are you, uh, what state was this in? California. Because in California, I had to get a special uh, thing to be able to do it. You know, I had, I had done it in California before, and I had to join some, you know, weird online church. I haven't had to do that anymore. Well, you're probably not really officiating is probably the wrong word. Yeah. You're probably just symbolically. Yeah. They do actually have you sign, and if you're not clergy, you just put a line through on the license, and then you write officiant on okay. the thing. So I did sign the thing that made But you married. didn't. Right, efficient, because that would just not be true. You right. wrote efficient, right? Yes. Good. But I wrote it very quickly, with very little wasted movement. It's like people that go to Haverford College <laughs> always say, "I went to Haven." They they slur it together. Same reason there. You want to be efficient. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did you do for your uh, the vows? Oh uh, well, they wrote their own vows. I gave a little little speech about them and, and everybody who came to be there and all that stuff. I, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. They repeat after you. Oh, I did all that. Yeah, promise. You. Yeah, to uh, love, honor mm-hmm. for all eternity. Yeah, and give twenty dollars to Matt Donnelly every month. Right, I stuck that in there. Binding agreement. <laughs> I did not bring up what my Uber driver in Pittsburgh said. He said, "You know." Forever until death do us part are two very different ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I did not bring that up uh, at the wedding. They are different ideas, uh, but they uh, they I, I, they go through it. They finish. Uh, they 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 re- exchange rings, vows, kiss the bride. Place goes nuts. 
They walk down the aisle. I announce them as the official couple. Uh, he goes out uh, to the little side door so that everyone else can go get drinks. Passes out. Passes out? Yep. They can't get him to come to. They call paramedics. Paramedics arrive on scene. He's uh, up and about, but people don't know what's going on. Off he goes in the ambulance with his wife in the wedding dress to the hospital. Really? Yep. Boy, this is a uh, this is the beginning of a uh, of a like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it definitely was feels like that, right? And then they say, "Nursing like, bride." They say, "Means something different." You know, uh, after a few moments, the you know the parents say, "You know, what all they would want is for you guys to still enjoy the day. Everything's here; it's all paid for. There's meals and stuff. Hang out and please have fun, right?" And then we get like an update about an hour later from the best man saying, uh, they're going to keep him overnight. Oh. <laughs> so we're not, there's no heroes welcome back to the wedding. But he'd sure like you to eat. For sure. Man, does he want you to eat. That's all he said. He came to for an instant and said, I hope they're eating. Then uh, I see the best man get a call and then uh, he doesn't make another speech. He just whispers to his wife. And they gather their stuff and they leave. Good. <laughs> the party just ends up fading out. Everyone did their best to do, you know, record videos, to do pictures, to make sure that we sh celebrated them and everything else. Uh, and then I got home and found out that uh, my friend was having uh, emergency open heart surgery. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So really, to death do his part for her was like, 35 minutes. Yeah, that whole sickness and health is put right to the test. <laughs> is he okay? You don't know. Uh, I, we don't know. So far, they said that the, the the first of, I believe it has to be three operations, went well. So Three operations? Yeah. How old is this gentleman? 45. Is he? Uh, uh... By all accounts, fit. By all accounts, a, a, a really, a very, very surprising that we, everyone felt that it was just probably an overreaction to him being overwhelmed in the moment and fainting, and we were all wrong. It was a real event that needed to be addressed. And he's and he's healthy. Yeah. No, no, he's not. Well, now. But I mean. No, but he, he was seen as healthy. No one would have suspected. This well, maybe a not. cardiologist running a lot of tests. <laughs> His best man was not a cardiologist. <laughs> so you haven't seen him since. Mm -hmm. Like he went off and I. Other people were like, "Hey, good job." I was like, "I don't want to. I'm not. I don't. I hate that compliment for performing a ceremony thing." And then I was like, "I just want to make sure they're happy with what I did. That's all I care about. They it was their wedding." But you didn't say it that way. You said, "Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone." <laughs> I went up there. I did something. It was for them. It wasn't for you. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Hand me your drink. I don't have one. Splash <laughs> in your face. <laughs> That's what I think of you. Yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> It wasn't for you. No. It was for them. Yeah. When you thank me, it sickens me. Because it's like I did it for you and I didn't. Grabbing something that doesn't belong to you like your whole fucking generation. So, yeah. Just bizarre. It felt really, really bizarre. Terrible. That's <laughs> I mean, awful. One of the most dramatic, crazy things to happen. I believe he'll pull through fine and everything. How many people were there? Probably about a hundred. About a hundred. And what, what kind of uh, location? 
It was like uh, all done in one, one, one nice, you know, swanky spot downtown LA, like catering hall, mm. high end, beautiful, kind of cool. Was spot. the food good? Food was delicious. <laughs> and they said, "Well, we got two plates. We can split up among <laughs> the ninety-eight of us. Anybody want a little more prime rib?" <laughs> And there's a whole cake here, and none of it will be smashing anyone's face. <laughs> yeah, no one has to worry about weird, no weird cake photos with icing on faces. That's, no, that's so done. Let's just uh, enjoy the cake. That was an awkward moment of like, they're like, "What well, does?" And we'll start dessert, and I was like, "Dessert." I was like, "Are they going to cut just cut the cake? Or are we? Are we? For just? Or do we leave the cake alone? Do we leave it as this iconic thing? Put it in their freezer. <laughs> the whole thing. Let's all chip in and buy them a walk-in freezer. <laughs> There are people, I mean, I, I never thought of this before, but there are people that get married and just die. I mean, I guess so, right? I mean, and also like coming to the hospital, like, yeah, you want to, like, we're, the nurses are like, oh, it's another another bride and groom coming in. It's always weird to see people in a tux and a wedding dress come in through the doors, but here they are. It must happen. It must happen. Yeah. yeah. I believe that um, fathers of the bride uh, are more likely to die at a wedding than other times. I mean, this is a statistic thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because most people who choke to death choke on lobster and steak, prime rib. Did you know that? No. Those are the big biggest choking hazards because people get very excited and eat big mouthfuls and choke <laughs> it down and then die. Um, and uh, I have a friend whose uh, who's, uh, father died at their sister's wedding. Oh. That's just so crazy and jarring. Yeah. Yeah. And also a little bit thoughtless. <laughs> just make it through. Yeah. To the honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me be back home from, from Hawaii. Yeah. Go, go back to work. Yeah. Then dad dies. You take another day off. Yeah. Really think this through next time. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was crazy. I guess right before they cart away... The bride was smart enough to realize that he hadn't signed the paperwork. And so quickly was like, wait, before you get in the ambulance, I'm signing this. And they quickly signed the marriage license. But a lot of times when people have heart attacks, they rethink a lot in their life. <laughs> kind of like, uh, I don't have a pen, he said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I should. Let me rethink this after I'm out of surgery. Uh, the wedding plan was very out of sorts and about like two hours in, I kind of went up to her. I said, I, I think I'm supposed to sign something. Oh, let me look. So she went and she found it and sure enough, he had signed and they'd gotten everyone to sign everything properly except for my signature on the bottom. The wedding planner was out of sorts. Yeah. Isn't part of a wedding planner's job to be bubbly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're out of sorts because of the act. Yeah. 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 I think they're just kind of like, everyone's like, why do we keep doing all this kind of thing? And then, um, did the check clear? That's what the wedding. <laughs> I mean, it is my policy. I don't know. Do I hold, yeah, do I hold I, true I, to it? I'm sure. The contract says till death. I said, <laughs> and then she holds up and then she doesn't have a pen. I don't have a pen. And she goes, let me get you a pen. And then, Two people start talking to her and she gets distracted and she starts talking and just chatting and chatting away. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I'm a little upset myself. And the one sure. thing I could do is 
make sure that they're definitely married. <laughs> so I just go, hey, it's all it's holding up a, a pen, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> now, was uh, Sarah there with you? She was. Yeah, yeah. It was nuts. It was nuts. Uh, and then she quickly ran and got a pen. So I got that officially done. And where was the honeymoon going to be? He was a big traveler. <laughs> so they're going to go, they're going to go like all over the place, like Europe and Asia and all this other, other stuff. They're going to go. They were going to do this. Now they're going to go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be, I believe, in, in, in Southern California. <laughs> Speaking of uh, rehab, yeah. uh, Teller said it was like a miracle. It's been like four months or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he got this huge burst of energy. Really? Like he was over uh, recovery, and now his arteries being clean and the valves being fixed, he really felt. So Tell's been feeling great. Oh, that's great. So tell him that. I will. I will tell him that. Yeah, I, I will tell my, my two friends with open heart surgery. I can relay yeah. information. Sure. I guess that list only grows. Tell Yeah. Tell us, <laughs> tell us a pro. Yeah, Teller did a great job. Well, Teller does this thing that that's so weird. Like all the physical therapy they tell him to do, Yeah, he does it. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's no other person in the world that does it. So the physical <laughs> therapists are all like, oh, we don't know what to do if we're not yelling at someone for not doing it. <laughs> That's all they do, right? Yeah. You know, Mr. Teller, you really should be, he does it all. Yeah. You know, Mr. Teller, good. <laughs> That's it. We're yeah. done. Yeah. Good. He does everything. Everything that, that you like, you, when they say like, you know, Wiggle this toe 50 times twice a day. Yeah. He does it. Oh, wow. All those things. All the things you're supposed to do, he does. So he gets better. So it's like it's, it works, huh? This whole. I think so. There's only, <laughs> there's only one data point. <laughs> He's the only person that's ever done it. I'm coming to see you guys tonight, right? Yeah, I'm coming to see your show. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, the um, the new bits are all going really well. Good, good, good. It's so much new bits. We get in the middle of the show and I go... There's like nothing in this whole section that we've done more than 10 times. <laughs> well, you have a lot of new stuff you got to get up. Mm. Figure that. Yeah, we're in, uh, we're in good shape for, uh, you know, and then Hondro comes out uh, a week after next, and then uh, we go to, uh, we go to uh, England. So we should have, uh, we need to have fool us all under control. That's going to be great. So uh, that's what we'll be doing. Um, I don't think, uh, I guess there's, there's announcements of things I know that I'm certainly not supposed to say, Right. but we have some surprises this season coming up. Sure. So, uh, that'll be funny. Are we allowed to talk about people that will be able to watch the tapings? We're doing a weird audience thing. Yeah. We're doing like a one third audience when you're watching the show. Yeah. And the camera cuts off like behind us. Yeah. There'll be no one outside of that. <laughs> We're going to have a live audience, but it's going to be like 40 people. It's going to be small. Mm. But there will Well, no, no stature. They'll be all whatever height they want to be. <laughs> no, we can only have small number. <laughs> Actually, we probably want bigger to fill up the area. <laughs> and we don't know how to get those yet. Not don't yet. No. Bother we'll, us. we'll let people yet. know. We'll let people know. Yeah. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn magic 
from Penn and Teller. Yes. You know, I'm supposed to give a whole list here, but this is made for people who aren't instructors at Masterclass. Right. And we've both had the experience of working with them. Yes. Boy, did they teach magic well. You know, there's this thing where when you know about something, you can learn about everything. Yeah. Because we know what a good job they did on our Masterclass, what a really good job they did on making everything clear, mm-hmm. having the bonus materials. It was all shot beautifully. It was all done in nice chunks. It was edited wonderfully. So because I know that, I also know they're just as good at cooking. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, they're probably better at the cooking stuff. They are at magic, and they were fabulous at the magic thing. Whether you want to learn how to write a book or a screenplay, I'm off the cooking thing now. Yeah, yeah. Book or a screenplay. I mean, Neil Gaiman yep. is instructing there, right? I mean, yeah. incredible. Uh, you also have astronauts. You have It's a cinema quality classes. You can explore lessons in the order. There's other resources. Um, uh, basketball players. Yeah. Ron Howard teaches directing. Yep. You know, then you get stuff like hostage negotiators, which actually had tips that I use in our show. Yes. Because we often have hostage. No, we don't have hostage. <laughs> but, you know, it's really it's really useful in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, so many people I know use Masterclass. And once you sign up for Masterclass, you get all of them. Yeah. You don't have to. There's no, like, in-app purchases. You know, no. You just get the whole thing in one subscription and it's really, really good. They're also all chaptered out really well, so you don't have to feel like you, you're stuck diving fully deep in stuff. You can, you can take your time. You can work at your own pace and on, the each, thing on each that class. you have to remember about the master class is that even if you're not going to do what they're teaching, there's all sorts of other stuff to learn. Yes. Just, you know, uh, like the astronaut one. Yeah. My chance of being an astronaut, pretty low. <laughs> but yet you learn so, so much about life yeah. from these things. I mean, even if you're not going to write a uh, novel, hearing Neil Gaiman talk about writing is a useful experience. Yes. To spend that time with someone. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every class. And as a Penn Sunday School listener, you can get up to 35% off for Mother's Day. Go to masterclass.com slash Pen. Go right now. That's masterclass.com slash pen to get up to 35% off for Mother's Day. It's a really, really good thing. It's really wonderful to spend time learning and improving yourself while also really enjoying it. Yeah. It's great. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
no matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. So already. Yes. Are you the asshole? <laughs> Am I? Tell us the story. I went to an unnamed big box retailer. Mm-hmm. National chain. Yep. Not Bed Bath & Beyond. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) I think they closed, but all right, go for it. We won't eliminate. I was prepared to buy a semi-expensive product. Okay. Their online site said they had two of them. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, they couldn't find either one. Mm -hmm. So I went to the other location, which reported one in stock, Mm -hmm. and waited, I don't know, half an hour for the sole salesperson to finish with the client before me. I'm just surprised that the other place had two Iron Maidens supposedly in stock. (laughs) When he finished up with the other person, he asked me how he could help. And I said, I'm here for... The Iron Maiden. That Iron Maiden (laughs) behind the counter. And he got it down, put it on the counter, and then started asking me a lot of questions that I thought were chit-chat at first until I realized he was qualifying me for the purchase. Whoa! Whether you were worthy of torturing people with an Iron Maiden device? Exactly. When I realized he was qualifying me, I asked him to stop, Mm -hmm. and he persisted, and I asked him to stop again, and he said, I'm just doing my job. Will you allow me to do that? Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to even think if I relate, if I've ever had this happen before. But this is not, you're not buying a gun. Right? No, there's, this is just a regular mass market retail thing. No extra paperwork. I mean, th- this sounds impossible. Yeah, it's just, it sounds like at some point you're like, you know what? This isn't for you. I don't think you could do that, right? That's what I believe he was doing. <laughs> I believe he was looking me over and saying, this thing is not for this guy. I are, think that's what was going on. Are you not the kind of person that buys this kind of thing? I probably don't look like the person that would buy you it. You know, I think you have to tell us what it is. <laughs> Just don't tell us what the store is, but tell us what it is. The DJ gear. DJ gear. High-end DJ gear. High-end DJ gear. Oh. So he was like, this is not for some sit-at-home hobbyist. This is for young people who can look at a filthy pool full of people. Not quite that. Okay. I think it was a, he was, it was a talent diss. That's what was going on there. Oh, this is beyond this guy's skill level. I see. I think that's what went on. I didn't. I didn't let him get far enough in the questioning. To uh, so you know what those uh, round vinyl things are? <laughs> those are the kind of questions he was asking you. why <laughs> these turntips are shaped this way? Because records go on those yeah. little nubs. You know what records are? <laughs> he asked me if I had ever bought a controller before. And you said yes. Which I said no to because I have not owned a controller before. Ah. I own turntables. I see. I believe he was presuming that I had no idea what the difference in the controllers were. This particular one's been uh, off the market for a year because they all burned down to the ground in a fire at a warehouse. Did he accuse you of starting that fire? No. Okay. Did you start that fire? (laughs) There's a reason I'm showing up on this particular day, because it's just now out again. Uh, I see. I I've, I've been waiting a year to buy this. Year and a half. Everybody's so been waiting a year You're buying half. the new, hot new console. You're on top of it. 
you're walking in the store. He thinks he's going to be selling to some some young hot DJs. And then you walk in and he's like, this guy just read some article or something. He's trying to keep up with the kids. This square doesn't deserve this. I think that's what's going on. I agree with him. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the answer to the question is yes, you're the asshole. <laughs> We didn't get to the part where you're the asshole yet, have we? Did you Did you finally put your foot down? I molded over for a painfully long period of time. <laughs> Were you allowed to do my job? Hmm. <laughs> I went past, what the fuck? <laughs> and just ring me up. And I, I think maybe we have different opinions on what your job is. <laughs> and then I landed on, I guess not. And walked away. So you didn't buy. You didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Now, do they work in commission in this shop? They do. So it probably cost them some money. Probably two, three hundred bucks. That's dumb. That's a dumb move. That's the opposite of a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Did he seem distraught that you didn't buy it? I had not made eye contact past the long mulling over of what I was going to say next. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 weird. So, uh, yeah, strange. You, yeah. Do you regret walking away? Do you wish you had that thing? I do like having the store in business so that if I have an emergency that I need to get something, which I often do in my business, mm -hmm. there's some place that I could go to get it. And this particular business has been on the ropes for 14 years <laughs> and on par with Bed Bath & Beyond. So let's right now decide to drive their stock up. <laughs> <laughs> they will buy $83 million worth of it and then yeah, dump yeah. it. Yeah, we'll show them we're in charge. People stock until someone gets left holding it. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead. You're not the asshole. I thought you were going to say something or do something, but just walking out without a purchase, and that's fine. Because neither Matt nor I bought it either. Yeah, yeah. So if you're an asshole, so are we. <laughs> there. Usually when I don't buy something, I'm always happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have left places multiple occasions if they just take too long, like order food or coffee or something, and they just won't make it. I'll leave, and it's a waste of my money. But I don't. I just get like a certain amount of time. I just get impatient. I sometimes will be standing in line to buy something, and then realize I have to carry it. Yeah, and go put it back. <laughs> it's better off there. But I don't mind waiting in line. Yeah. I don't mind waiting in line at all. No, I went to a Starbucks the other day, and there was, there was a, I guess there was a location that would do mostly drive through mm -hmm. But I walked in, and literally three employees looked at me and said nothing. And I waited for, like, two minutes. <laughs> and But I, it was the eye contact and zero words that I was like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> like, is it like if I don't look at him, he'll go away? Oh, shit, I looked at him. Like, is this the game we're playing right now? I just want to order coffee. <laughs> I just want to order burnt the coffee. The thing that you're shoving out the window to those people in cars. I want one of those over here on my feet. <laughs> and I walked out there. So uh, we went to Mox and I, with Mox driving, Whoa. went to um, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, mm -hmm. the drive through And uh, I have taught Mox that you always pay for the person behind you. Oh. So uh, I always do that at any sort of drive through I even do it with food drive throughs not just uh, beverage drive throughs mm -hmm. And I enjoy it very much. And 
I have another story on the way to that one. I was um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a sugar farmer in uh, Vermont, mm-hmm. maple sugar farmer, and I was telling him, uh, "Do you want to go through the drive-through with me as I go to get my beverage?" And he said, "Sure." So we're on the phone together, and we're chatting. And I said, "I always pay for the person behind me." And he said, "That's really wonderful because it's not many times in life you just get to do something." totally anonymously. You're just totally anonymous, buying for the person behind you. That's really a beautiful thing. And as he was saying that, the people behind me yelled out their window, we love you, Penn! (laughs) I said, less anonymous than we thought, I suppose. (laughs) But I'd never had this, I couldn't even imagine what happened. Yeah. So Mock says to the person, "Um, we're going to pay for the person behind us. And the guy in the counter says, um, they're not getting anything. <laughs> so we look behind us, and there's a car in line behind us not getting anything. And I said, what are they doing? And Mock said, maybe they want the fun of a car wash without paying and without it being all wet. Fair. Yeah. And then as we drove away, yeah. the car was parked and nobody was in it. And as we drove away, a person on foot was standing in front of the order thing from your car and talking. So Mock said, what's going on there? I said, I don't know, but drive away. <laughs> But I assume they just didn't know that's where you order. Yeah. They pulled up, then they pulled their car over and went back because they didn't want to back up in that little thin area. Weird. It was weird. Why? Uh, I mean, I hate being like, if, if someone's taking too long, I hate being stuck in like the, uh, a lot of the drive throughs here in Vegas that you can't exit. Once, once you're in, you're committed. You're, you're pot committed. You seem, you seem like such an easygoing, pleasant person. And then you tell these stories of two minutes at a Starbucks and you're full of rage. And I even heard you say, I'm so glad we're an open carry state. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. When did they go three minutes? <laughs> it's going to cost them at least a window. <laughs> but I, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I drive often with Jonesy yeah. and with Glenn mm-hmm. and both Jonesy and Glenn, uh, drive full of rage. Every person ahead of them on the road, they're mad at. Every person that makes a turn, they're angry at. And I don't, I can sit in traffic and not be bothered. I don't think I drive as much rage as them. Uh-huh. This town, you have to drive with an edge or people pick on you. They pick on me. Yeah. yeah. So like if you put your turn signal on, do they always zoom and pass you on the right yeah, to make sure yeah. you don't get into that lane? I don't care. Yeah. But I'm always early, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I arrive everywhere 15 minutes early. Right. So if I miss an exit or something, it means nothing to me. Right. And if I sit dead still in traffic, it means nothing to me. Yeah. You know, the worst case scenario is after 15 minutes standing still in traffic, I have to make a phone call and say I'll make five minutes late. Yeah. But I'm listening to my stereo and people, when people drive my car, you know, my license plate says atheist. Yes. When I loan my car to other people, which I do a lot, yeah, they tell me that people honk at them and flip the finger and say stuff about being an atheist. 
I've never seen it, which just gives you an idea of how oblivious I am when I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, because I was driving California, California, a lot of traffic, all that stuff, but not the same competitive, like, fuck you for trying to enter my lane. That happens. I don't notice. I don't notice that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I used to have a huge road rage problem. So I, Mm -hmm. I think, I, I think I'm a lot better. Well, I was going to a, uh, a shoot mm-hmm. and I didn't know where the studio was and I had it plugged into my, uh, my, 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 uh, uh, you know, map Yeah. and, but I was following Glenn and I wanted to stay close to Glenn and I was on, um, I was on two fifty, getting off 15 to two fifteen, following Glenn and, uh, I hadn't changed lanes quickly enough. So in a very rare move for me. I speeded up and crossed in front of a truck. And as I did it, I realized I had cut too close in front of the truck. I mean, mm. we were going uh, we were going 60 miles an hour, mm. and I was probably 20 yards, which is much too close. Mm-hmm. Cut in front of him. And Teller was behind me, so Teller could see me, and Glenn could see me in the rear view. And the truck driver went crazy uh, and he followed me whoa. and he followed me and he started um, getting really close to me, really close to me, really close. Like Jeez. not like door handles clicking, but very close. And then he went over a little bit further, right? Then he got in front of me and slowed down and he came back around and he got really close to me again, and he cut me off a couple times, and he was driving like this. Now, Glenn was watching this and out of his mind, and Teller was watching this and really scared. And I went, when I cut him off, I said, in the car, which does no good, I said, sorry. <laughs> and then he was pulling up really close to me, and I was thinking, Glenn and Teller were thinking terrible things, and I was thinking, well, he's very angry, and he has a right to be, and he's presumably a professional driver, so he's going to be able to come very close to me to scare me and probably won't hurt either one of us. (laughs) So I'll just turn up the radio, and I'll drive straight, and I'll drive carefully because I don't want to be the one that makes a mistake, so we hit each other. And he did that for two exits, three exits. And then I started to realize that the way he was pulling off in order to follow me, I don't think he wanted that exit. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been cutting him off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. So that logic struck me. And then I said, so this guy is going out of his way to terrorize me. You know what my reaction was to that? Giggling. (laughs) I went, oh man, he's, he's just, his whole day now is chasing an asshole in a mini. Yeah. And I just, I would love to apologize to him because I was in the wrong. And so we thought we need a fuck me button. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me, but we've said that before. Yeah. A fuck me horn. Yeah. So, uh, I got off the road and he laid on his horn and came over fast towards me and then took off. And I went off the exit and followed Glenn and pulled him in the parking lot. And Glenn and Teller 
We're like, what was that? What was going on? Tell us, I was going to call the police. I was like, I have my phone out to call the police. And Glenn said, we're so worried. And I went, listen, I, I cut the guy off. He was really, really angry. Yeah. And, you know, he wanted to, maybe that gave him some, uh, some joy, although I don't think so. But he was driving very close. I mean, I would say the side of his truck, closest part of the side of his truck, it was an 18-wheeler. And the closest part of the side of my car was probably a foot and a half. That's scary. It was well, not to me. Yeah, I figured he's a good driver. Yeah, I'm with uh, probably not telling. I'm with Glenn. Maybe I don't think I would be having my phone in my hand to call the. Who's going to call the police? Enough of this shit. Enough of this. Yeah, Blue Angels live here in town. Yeah, so they they could be driving perfectly. (laughs) I remember the Blue Angels had a crash. I forgot which one of my friends it was. I said, do they know why they crashed? My friend said, well, we know why eight of them crashed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all following that first one. But that was my big duel story. Yeah. And much less terror than I would have thought. No sense to uh, communicate with the person? Just kept riding well, along. I'm in a Mini. Yeah, yeah. And he's in an 18-wheeler. You can't see his window no matter what. I can't what. see his, I can't, and he's on my left side. So I can't see across his whole, I mean, just the, it's a topological problem. I can't. (laughs) If one of our friends were to put out an app that allowed you to join a public network on the road for the fuck me button, would you turn it on? I would, I think I would turn it on maybe. There are times I've, I mean, there are times where I've accidentally cut someone off or didn't see someone in my blind spot and then I see them get really angry and I do, I do my best to wave and go like, you're right. Yeah. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I made a mistake. This is true. And of course, like everything, it's the fundamental attri- att- attribution error. Yeah. You know, you just made a mistake. Yes. And you might think the person that cuts you off, that's the way they drive. They're, they're a reckless asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All 24-7. And his, uh, I would say, this truck driver's um, experience with me is yeah. 100% reckless driving asshole. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's 100%. all he does. It's not the day he lost it. No. When he saw an atheist license plate and was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who's in that car. If they don't believe in God, they can die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I would argue the opposite. Yeah. I don't believe in God, so I'd like to live. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But it was quite, uh, and I was, uh, I got to say, and I'm telling this story. I don't want to pretend I'm not aware of it. I tell this story with pride. Yeah. I was sitting there going, wow, this guy's 18 inches from my side of my car. Yeah. We're going 60 miles an hour, and I'm going to check my watch because I don't think my heart rate is elevated. Nice. And I'm pretty proud of that. That is that is pretty proud. Now, I would say when that guy blocked me into my parking space at the bagel place, which I told on air, uh, yeah. while I was giving him applause and blowing him kisses for doing yeah. it, I believe my heart rate was up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. I don't give the I don't give the finger anymore. That was my that was that was my that was my big policy to myself. I give thumbs down, or thumb uh, give a thumbs down, which is the f- which would mean he would be killed <laughs> exactly when he goes I up hope, against I the lions. Hope. Should you encounter lions, I hope you die. Yeah, is what no I'm no. Saying. I've decreed that you will die. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Speaking of decreeing someone would die. Yeah. Who has the worst fucking job in the world? Um, I'll tell you, I know worst fucking job you can have King of England. Oh, what a shitty job. You know, I know Prince Charles, right? And I've had dinner with him. 
I've met him like three or four times. I've probably spent, which is pretty remarkable for a dipshit from Greenfield. Yeah. I've probably spent an hour to yeah. all together, one-on-one talking to Prince Charles, maybe an hour and a half. Cause I sat across at dinner and he didn't seem interested. Well, he was interested in me, Yeah. but even he didn't talk to the other people at the table and we just talked. Yeah. There was some, um, actor there from like sex in the city, some very famous person, but it was mostly, we were talking, we were talking Monty Python and comedy and we have mutual friend and Eric Idle and we were chatting and I was just thinking, man, he's got the worst fucking job in the world. Every night he gets dressed up and yeah. goes and meets people he doesn't want to meet and talks about things he doesn't want to talk about. And, and I, by the way, I'm including me in there. No, of course. Yeah. And then he can't, you know, it's like people are like, oh, he doesn't never had a real job. But he can't. He can't go apply for manager. He, has, he has a real job. Yeah. The price for me to dress up like that and say something, nothing offensive oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. five hours a night and sit through like ballets and operas that I don't care about. Even skimming articles I saw one was like about his son, you know, whatever, the estranged Harry. Yeah. They're like, made this face during the coronation. Many people are interpreting it to mean this. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. If everyone watched my face mm-hmm. while I watched like a basketball well, game. I had actually, I had that happen. I was at the Emmys mm-hmm. uh, in the audience because I had to go there to lose again. Because I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> Bullshit was nominated eight years in a row in two or three categories at a time. Mm-hmm. We were nominated for, I mean, what was it like Susan Lucci or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We were like nominated, I think all together, it was something like 40 Emmys yeah. over the years and never won a single one, not for anything. And I think simply because they didn't want some of the, one of the presenters to have to say the obvious truth and the winner is bullshit. <laughs> So I was sitting there, I was in my tux, Yeah. and a friend of mine, Dr. Stockdale, Gary Stockdale, was the band leader for the whole band. Oh, yeah. So he had a headset on, so he could hear the director and all the cameramen. He has to have a headset to know oh, right, when right, to right. go to the band. Yeah, yeah. So he heard everything. <laughs> yeah, he, heard, he, heard, he heard this, which I thought was really funny. Let's get a reaction shot of a celebrity. The cameraman says, I've got Penn Jillette. He says, okay. Let's go to Penn in three. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. He looks bored to shit. Who else we got? <laughs> right? Another time, need a celebrity shot. I got Penn Jillette. I got a shot of Penn Jillette. Okay, let's go in three. Is he even looking at the stage? He's not even looking at the stage. What's he doing? Nope, nope, don't go. <laughs> So yeah, there would be definite trouble with me. And it's not so much that I'm showing um, disapproval. It's just, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm in my head doing something else. So I saw this picture. I didn't read any articles because I don't give a fuck. But I saw the picture of King Charles in that stupid fucking hat, the crown thing. Yeah. With the, the, the little bit of cloth and a lot of jewels. Yeah. And there he's sitting there, a grown man <laughs> playing dress up. Yeah. For like what? Well, how long was he there? Five hours? Yeah, it was a long day. Five hours wearing a stupid hat. Now, God knows, 
I've been dressed stupid yeah. for long periods of time. I've been on, you know, I did a show called VR5 where I was dressed in orange polyester and they hung me over a beach in Santa Monica, 40 feet up in a harness. Mm -hmm. And they left me there for 45 minutes, just hanging there. Yikes. It was a, um, uh, what do you, a crane. Mm -hmm. And they just, they had to get a shot of me floating against the sky. And once they got me up there, they kept thinking the camera was ready. Yes. And it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> or they hated me and were doing it on purpose. And I was just hanging there over Santa Monica, 45 minutes in a harness, nobody near me, walkie-talkie in my back pocket. It's okay, Pam, we're going to be coming to you. No, no, no. Yeah, Pam, we're good. Okay. We're all, no. <laughs> Let's just see if we can, oh, we've got, no, the clout. Okay, Pam, here we go. And three, nope. Hold on. Do you want us to uh, bring you down? Oh, you you can't answer. Um, we got a camera on you. If you want to come down, just shake your head yes. Okay, he's saying no. So you're fine up there? He's shaking. He said yes. Okay, it'll probably be five, Penn. Okay, sorry, Penn. It's been ten. Okay, here we go. And you got your action, Penn? Good. We're seeing you nodding yes and you're just gonna arms and legs and you remember you're flying through the okay here we go and three nope uh let gonna be another minute or two you want to come down 45 minutes of that holy shit i didn't mind that <laughs> but if you put me in front of people staring at me with a stupid crown on my head and does he he must know i mean i talked to him about monty python for a long time yeah he knows the monarchy is stupid, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he has no choice. None. He's born into it. Yeah. I mean, he must sit around going, man, I wish I worked at Starbucks. Other people talk to you, and if you don't like what they're saying, you just go, nah, shut up. Yeah. Your coworkers, you just, ah, shut up. Let me do my job, will you? <laughs> no I, one no one preps you before you talk to the barista at Starbucks? No one says, listen, before you talk to the barista, you should know a few things. Yeah. But the one picture was just, I, mean, I assume it's like the best picture they got. Yeah. He's got a hat. You know? I remember we were doing the blood drive. He would do a blood drive every year. Yeah, yeah. One year's for Christmas. One year, Teller wanted us wearing Santa hats. <laughs> I believe I was mad for 10 days <laughs> and I didn't put it on. I was mad. It was suggested. So you see, you have this incredible patience on my part. Yeah. Or you have a truck coming up and pulling next to me. I don't care. Yeah. But put a stupid hat on me. No, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. So boy, I would be talking to whoever the King's equivalent of Glenn is going, I don't want to wear the hat. <laughs> he said, well, no, it's a crown. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. No. Nope. Well, we can just have another one designed. I don't, no, I don't want any crown. Can I just sit up? No, you can't. Okay. And I would not have had as good a face as King Charles. No. Who I probably won't talk to again, right? I don't know. I mean, he, he still puts together those events where he wants his favorite people to perform at those things. You might get another invite to perform at, a, at one of those big events.
Yeah, the last Some time kind of jubilee. we performed for like 30 people at his birthday. Yeah. And he was being in he was being brought into the magic circle. He was a member of the magic circle and he loves magic we were performing. And I said to him, "We're not members of the magic circle. We we're not allowed to be in." <laughs> and that was a big part of our conversation. Yeah. Cuz you know, there aren't many things that they've said to him. No, no, we don't want you as a member. <laughs> If he wants to join a fishing club, they yeah. go, oh, good, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He kind of seemed a little envious that I was thrown out of the magic circle. It's like, oh, to be not included. Oh, <laughs> a dream. Great would that be? To have a night with nothing to do. Well, my, my mother-in-law, who I was staying with in California, big follower. She's queen? Yeah. Big follower of, the, of, of royal stuff and has a lot of royal opinions. Isn't that weird? It is. And Lily talked to me about like all this bad stuff, and I was like, this is a little weird. So I'm going to see if I can suddenly turn on the TV so I can watch the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. And then I turned on the Kentucky Derby and I was like, oh, we're doing the same thing here. <laughs> Dumb hats. A lot of people getting dressed up. <laughs> I was like, I guess I just, I guess I do believe in pageantry. It was very confusing to see, to see pictures of whether it was the Royal event or the Kentucky Derby. You couldn't tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Except I think, I think that King Charles gets paid less for his stud service. <laughs> He might not even make a jockey fee. <laughs> I uh, I don't care about the Kentucky Derby. No, that's why I was bringing up is that is, we, is, we have our we have it, our weird pageantry here. Is as well. Preakness a different thing than the Kentucky Derby? It's part of the Triple Crown races. That would be the second race of the Triple Crown. First one's Kentucky Derby. Second one is the Preakness. I went to that once. Oh yeah, went to the Preakness with uh, with Debbie Harry. Yeah, I don't know why we were there. I think she had a gig. She was like singing at the break. National anthem? No, I think it was like a party, a private oh, party yeah, yeah. afterwards. She, she misheard it as freakness. Yeah, so <laughs> she was all in. Um, so we were there. Yeah. And we had, I mean, VIP seats. We were in like a cage. So people couldn't get to us. It was weird. <laughs> I didn't have to, cage. Didn't want hat, didn't want, VIP cage, yeah. I didn't, want, I didn't have to wear a hat. Well, that's good. I didn't have to wave much. No. Horses ran by us wicked fast. Yeah. That's my report. I think- They gonna, should bring me on for color commentary. I bet you're going to do another show for the king. That's my bet. You. Show for the king? Yeah. It's 2023. <laughs> All I can think is, so King Charles, he became Elvis? <laughs> I bet he books you and makes you wear a hat after oh. the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that King Charles is a listener. I, by royal decree, the one thing, it's not up to the prime minister, me, and Penn Jillette, she'll wear a hat. <laughs> I don't know. I get to talk about my whole trip to the Mayo Clinic. Oh, yeah. She had a lot of, lot of stuff going on there. I went for a full event at the Mayo Clinic. So I'll tell about that. But for right now, that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. You become naked. You know that his hat is five pounds? Really? The crown is five pounds. You never wore a five pound hat. No, I think my hat's like maybe a pound tops. No, not even close. You think that there's like a thousand jelly beans in a pound? Yeah. Can you fit it? Can you have a thousand jelly beans? 
that weight of your hat? I don't think so. <laughs> That's the only way to calculate. <laughs> you know, we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly. You got anybody to thank? Yes, I want to thank the people who support us over at Patreon.com. In fact, these people are at a higher tier and get signed postcards from Penn every month. I do those. Yeah. And what that thing is you see underneath my name, that's a peace sign. Because sometimes you can't tell. <laughs> these people are Will Jason. It's a callback to the one of our Gilbert episodes. David, I want to finger your cunt Brenner. Omar Rivera. Mason Gooch. Sagebrush. Luke Mellon. Eileen Hunter. Jason Andrew Davidson. Peter B. Clark. Matt Williams, Tom Bonaroffice McQueen, Soapy Fresh, Dan Griffith, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., and NewRuleFX.com. Thank you. You know, on my other podcasts, someone changed their name to Teller. Did they? So I was reading the thank yous of my magic podcast, and then I said, Teller. And I was like, oh, God. And I looked up the email address. I was like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got so scared that he was close. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.